You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Welcome to the Spark Influence Podcast, a podcast for people who want to honor God and live with intention in their marriage, with their families, and as entrepreneurs and business leaders so that you can lead and love and influence others. Happy New Year. It is so good to be back in the studio, Peter. Indeed. Yeah, I am excited about this episode because I love a new year. It is a time for new beginnings and fresh starts. It's a time for us to evaluate what worked for us in the past, last year what was good, what wasn't good, what adjustments we need to make going forward into the new year. And it's also a time of gratitude as we remember God's faithfulness in our lives. It's time to seek Him and ask Him for all that He has for us in this new year, what our assignments Alignment is this year. And I don't know about you, but the last couple of years have been pretty crazy. And so some people may be apprehensive about heading into a new year. I know others I've talked to were just glad that 2020 was gone and that we were into a new year. But one of the themes that I have seen throughout our year, the last, even the last couple of years and and throughout our lifetime, of course, but God has been so faithful. And I think God continues to be faithful. And Peter, you've been talking about that too. You've been talking about God's faithfulness. So I'm excited that we're going to start something new on the podcast. Uh, We're going to plan a theme each month to focus our conversation. Since we're in a new year and everyone's making goals and plans for the new year, I thought a great way to start January would be with a focus of growth. It's important for us to constantly be learning and growing, and this just helps us to become better people. So I love these words in Isaiah 43, 16 to 21, as they are a reminder to let go of the past and to see that God is doing a new thing. It says, thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness." rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, and they might declare my praise. God not only makes a way for us and provides for us in unexpected ways, he wants to do a new thing in our lives. Peter, I'd love for you to talk about the provision that we've seen in in God in our lives and, and maybe even talk about what God is doing in the new year. Well, from the yeah, for our family, from a provision standpoint, he's been just remarkably faithful and generous, right? And I think that's the, that was our theme, really. But the gratitude was our theme. But the, what what the overarching theme he provided was provisions for us, whether it was time to accomplish things that we needed to do, whether it was monetary to 
you know, shore up and provide things we needed for the family or just in prayer and answered prayers of providing, you know, a real uh, sort of, it was like a different intimacy that we were able to achieve with our family. And that was his provision, whether it was being together at the right time in the right moment or um, taking a trip together or, you know, just cooking a meal and, and it turning into some deep abiding conversation that was really important for our family. And we're just like, wow, this is, this is amazing. And, and it's the little things I think, and obviously he does big things, but I think his work really happens in the, in the micro. He does a lot of work in the small stuff. A day, Yeah. In the daily there's, there's, there's faithfulness in the daily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that we had talked about recently and in our conversations because we we talk a lot about what's happening in the world and what's going on and our goals and our plans for the new year but one of the things that that we talked about I think we talked about it in the last podcast at the end of the year as we were forecasting and one of the comments that I know that you made to me was about automating in the new year but also in having multiple streams of income none of us knows what the this new year has in store we can make goals and make plans and that's part of what we're going to talk about today. But I also wanted you to project a little bit about what God's been speaking to you more specifically. Well, I mean, we could go, we kind of went into it a little bit in the end of the year episode, right? But definitely, I think this is, this is a storehouse time. I think we should be in a mode of putting things up and, and, and storing up because I, I feel like you know, sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy for the economy. When everyone thinks it's going to be a recession, it ends up just becoming a recession. It's a very weird thing. And, you know, it's just like how they, you know, when companies start collapsing, they call it infectious and, and it, it affects other companies and they just start collapsing. You know, McDonald's announced 200,000 layoffs, you know, Salesforce, what, eight, uh, eight or 10. I mean, it's, we're, we're talking hundreds of thousands of people losing their jobs. And we've had a, a, a we had a fairly prosperous economy and then things kind of ground to a halt. That's a, that's an episode by itself. I think God's making sure that, you know, if you are reliant on a single income and then that single income, you, that single income owns you. Like that's, that's your only source of money to provide for your family. And it's very difficult. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of how difficult it is to get more than one stream of income, but the, the people who are insulated really from all of these either downturns or, any kind of hiccup or a disaster or anything that, you know, that, that, that can take you out is figuring out ways to have just some passive income that doesn't have to be tremendous. But if you have two or three other things that cover your house and your car notes, then there's a lot of pressure off of that, you know, daily worry that you can have about, Hey man, if I lose my job, then, uh, you know, I, how much savings do I have before I'm plummeted, you know, or kicked out of my house. Um, and food has gotten exorbitantly expensive, and just the economy in general, inflation heated up tremendously. I think we're definitely in the the real inflation at the end of the day. When you're done with your checkout, you're you're in the teens or close to twenty percent. Like people are seeing a huge impact on it. Well, I know we've been tracking our grocery bill, and many things are forty percent higher than they were. And I just read an article recently that Aldi came out and said to expect a fifty percent increase uh, going into this new year. So yeah, definitely, there are concerns about finances, and I think it's wise, like you mentioned, that it's a storehouse year to to put back where we can, to make cuts where we can. I know we've been doing that over the last couple of years. 
we've really seen the benefit of just seeing what we can eliminate, what's what's important, you know, when can we put back, those kind of things. The willingness and and the faithfulness to eliminate things that can help you. Like I'll take the example for us, right? So uh, post, during the pandemic, we, everyone was home and everyone was pretty normal, right? But then when, uh, from an income standpoint, like a lot of people, a lot of people got unemployed, but the government was paying people to stay home. And that's still a problem, right? That they're just, it's make more money to stay home and not work. Uh, and a lot of companies shifted to remote work. So you were home. And so when I realized after like a year of putting 2000 miles on my car, I'm like, why don't, why do we have two cars? Like we, we never, I never, we never go anywhere. Right. We don't, I mean, we both work from home. Both of our offices are here. You know, you go out more than I do now. <laughs> <laughs> and so we eliminated a car, which eliminated a vast amount of expenditure from a car and gas and toll and, and, and insurance. Yeah, and we live in Houston, Te- insurance. Yeah, we live in Houston, Texas. And so it's, it, they're addicted to toll roads. So I was easily spending several thousand dollars. But we were spent as a family, we were spending several thousand dollars a month on tolls because we were, all of us would be going in different directions. Right. And, um, even if it was just four or five hundred dollars a month, that's that's a that's a significant amount of money just to be tossing into tolls, right? Yeah, but thousands um, when you consider the car payment, the car insurance, oh, our insurance, dramatic, the, yeah, yeah, just all of those different. So things. So we eliminated that. That became a huge saver, and we've not noticed it, right? I mean, I've I've taken an Uber somewhere twice, and I promise you that was a, probably together was a hundred bucks. Like that, the car note <laughs> and the insurance and the tolls are way more than that for a year's worth. So that was kind of a that was like a, okay, let's, let's analyze what we're really doing. And, and it seemed weird. Like I remember when we were young, we had one car cause we just, we were poor. Right. And <laughs> so it's like one car and it was a mental bridge for me. And God was like, this, you don't, this is, you don't need this. Like, this is not and a we thing. Didn't. And, and we, we I have not missed it at all. I do like the money I don't spend on it. I, I do like that a whole lot. So I think this year could be that year for a lot of people, like really looking at, and, and it, you know, simple, some things, I'll use examples and they're not applicable to everybody because we have a, a bigger family. We consume differently than other people. Like we just bought half a cow, right? The reason I did that is because I got all those cuts of meat for nine bucks a pound, where if you go to the store, ground meats, eight or $9 a pound. But it's also, we it's eat, going up. We eat grass fed yeah, 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 and yeah. healthy There's meat. Some, not, yeah. um, so yeah, yeah. mass produced, but I mean, but that's the shore up because meat is getting a lot more expensive, Right. Even down to our eggs, we buy eggs sometimes from the restaurant supply, and we buy them by it's a hundred eggs, one hundred and twenty-two eggs, I think, in a cart in a case. And we were buying that back in January and February, and it was twenty-three dollars, I think, twenty-three or thirty-three dollars for the case. Now it's a, over a hundred dollars in the same year. Like in the same year, it was a hundred dollars. Yeah, and there's limits, right? So. Not only that's that's staggering inflation. That that's that's multiples of what it used to be, right? It's three times as much. And so I think that's going to continue this year and, and layoffs will cause a pressure on the workforce, even though there's a record number of employment. I don't know that it's it's really good employment. I think people I don't that I mean, I know from my clients trying to get people it's really hard to hire people. It's really hard to find people who want to work and who are capable and willing. Either they already have a job or they're not leaving or they're just not there. They just like have left the workforce. So this year could be really tricky. And I think that storing and shoring up, preparing and finding other ways to add some income, right? Not it, it's not always possible for everybody. And it, it, it doesn't, it can look like many different things. 
but I think it should be on your radar just to kind of protect you for the year. Yeah, and and I would add to that from the spiritual side that we need to be shoring ourselves up spiritually, that we need to be in the Word daily, that we need to be encouraging each other with encouragement from the word. We need to be in prayer. All of those things, you know, shoring ourselves up spiritually and encouraging each other. And I think that is a good segment into what I wanted to talk about today, which is it's so critical that we support one another in our personal lives and in our professional and, and in our spiritual development. We can each we we can encourage each other to set goals and to pursue growth opportunities. Whether it's practicing our spiritual disciplines, like I mentioned, prayer, fasting, Bible study. Also, it includes personal and professional development, like exercise and eating better, or taking courses, attending conferences, networking, and just encouraging each other to create goals and to take steps to grow and learn. So. I think that we forecast and we see, you know, some some possibilities of what could happen. And then we look at ways that we can be wise stewards. But then we look also, I think in times of difficulty, there's also room for innovation. And so looking at ways that we can learn and grow and take advantage of things that are happening in the world to use them for our advantage. Like like you mentioned, how can we use new technologies that are are in, in the world to make a, a, a better impact on the kingdom of God. Peter, I'd love for you to share some ways that we've encouraged one another. I, I mean, I can start by saying you are always so super encouraging to me, whatever it is that I want to do. I think that we both have a, a growth mindset and an infection for, you know, it's that learning and that positive attitude is just as infectious as a negative attitude. And I think that that's something that we have really done well for each other. Whenever I pursue something, you are always so encouraging and and provide resources or you know, words of affirmation and support. I think it's important to view our marriage as as a partnership, right? We're not in competition with no, one another. Right. Yeah. If right? it's competitive, then it's a you're going to have a problem, right? And thank you for that. Cause it, I mean, that, that is sort of the key and you do the same thing to me, right? It's so it's very much, it's very much, I'm with you. I'm aligned. Uh, I'm, I'm here to help you. How can I assist you? Right? Like, and so my talents may be from technology or, or, um, um, you know, some of the, the ways that I, that the, my, my strengths play to your weaknesses, which is really, and it's vice versa, right? And that's really helpful. That that gives us a strong foundation because we're not, as you said, in com- competition. We're just trying to encourage each other and move each other along. And we, it's for the greater good of the family as well. Right? It, it benef- the entire family benefits from that. And we see that in the way our children are helpful to us and, and do things for us and come alongside and work with us. Um, and we do the same to support them and enable them. And it's sad if the couples are not engaged with each other and supportive right we probably have more interactions as a couple than most i mean we spend i think and you know 120 hours in a, in a normal work week we're spending 245 hours together so there's no there's no none of that gap and so if we're not supportive it be, it'll become contentious really quickly 
So husbands, you should be supporting your wife, even if you think it's dumb that she wants to do something. And, and it's like, well, have a conversation with her, but you should support her. You should be there to stand beside her and say, give it a try, go for it. You're going to make it. I'm going to help you. And be, if you undermine, it, it won't be successful and it will damage your relationship because she won't forget that you didn't help her and didn't support her. And wives, same way, like support your husband. That men, men just need a little bit of affirmation and a little bit of encouragement. We all kind of need a nudge off the start <laughs> some, at some level, right? But that, that support with each other is absolutely crucial if you're going to be successful in any kind of endeavor as a couple. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, but it's also important for us to have goals and dreams and for us to dream together and find ways that we can, you know, get on the same page with our goals and our dreams for us as a couple, for our family and for our businesses. When our goals are in alignment with God's goals and the way that God works in our family, it is, it's a game changer. It is. I mean, I we saw that last year with, I wasn't trying to align my goals to God. I was asking God, set my, what, 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 you know, I had a goal that I set personally, but I was asking God, like, what, what are your goals for me? Like, what do you want me to do? What's your plan? Because he has, he has a, a master plan and not that we see a very small slice of it, right? If it, but you always want to be aligned with what he is encouraging or he wants you to do and be. It doesn't always look, the answer is not always what you want to hear, but doing it is much easier to swim with the Lord instead of trying to swim uh, up the up the waterfall. There, it's not as not as easy as you'd think. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that I love about our relationship is that we have sought out ways to encourage each other, learn together, do things together. Neither one of us are afraid to to do something if we've never done it before. And you're always coming to me with like, "Hey, have you seen this new thing?" And I wonder how we can use this in our business or or I remember several years ago when I wanted our family to get out and get more exercise and 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 be together. We we took up golf and none of us had ever played golf. We learned how to play golf. You won a whole set of clubs. I mean, it was just like it was a really cool thing, and it and it's become something that our family does together, and we just really enjoy it and we have fun. But it's 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 trying new things and and seeking out opportunities for growth in ways that you can grow together. Because I think that's one thing that I see with a lot of people who are just struggling to make it in the world where their heads down, they're working, they're that, you know, husbands and wives are not on the same page. They're not doing the same things or they're not pursuing hobbies or activities together. And so I think the more we can provide those heart connections and, and we can be learning and growing together, I think the better it is. Oh no! It's when we meet people, like in in our in our daily lives, when we go places or when we do things, they always want to know, like, what's the Philip secret sauce? Like, how do y'all do this? Is so neat. Like y'all are, it's and it's exactly what you just described, right? We we are on the same page. We are encouraging with each other. Everyone's read into the plan, and we all agree on the plan, and we're working towards the plan. And that's that's the sauce. And we like each other. That helps a lot. And we all like each other and love each other and want to be together. And then we we find that common point to to sail to, and it. It makes for that the Philip secret sauce, whereby it's like you're just—it's just a different thing. You can see it from the outside. You can see it. We don't see it because we kind of just live it. But other people recognize it, and the, and that's easily achievable. But everybody can have it, right? 
And, uh, you know, I get every circumstance is different and people have different hardships, but you'd be amazed at how much you could get everybody aligned and going and doing something and how much of a force multiplier that is for the family and how, how high the highs can be. Like, it's really, it's really impressive. Well, and I think that, you know, another way that we've been able to encourage each other, because it hasn't been perfect. No. Um, we're not perfect. But another way that we've been able to encourage one another is by providing positive feedback and constructive criticism, which that is hard for a lot of people to hear you're not doing this right or not well, or I don't think you should do this, or maybe you could do this better. And so finding a way, first of all, to offer honest and respectful feedback on one another's work or ideas or the way we're doing things, and then seeking to understand each other's perspective and to be open with that criticism. It has taken us years to get to that point, but um, I think that is good when I'm doing something that you don't think I should be doing, or if I'm going off on a crazy tangent or something, you, you rein me back in, and uh, hopefully I'm doing the same for you. But I think it's that's a give and take, right? It is, and it's 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 really more difficult than it sounds because your spouse is the person you're most vulnerable to and the most exposed with, right? But And to have the person you trust the most tell you really hard, critical things sometimes can hurt worse than a stranger going, why are you doing that? Like, that's dumb. Like, don't do that. And and, and you can just kind of, you accept it at a different level intellectually and in your heart, you, you accept it differently than your spouse going, why are you doing that? Stop that. Like, and, and it, it hits differently when it's your spouse. So it takes some maturity and some self-analyzing there to say, okay, they're saying this, you know, God, is this real? Is this what's really happening here? Like, it's okay to pray about it as well. Like, you can come together and pray about it. But it's an important part of growth. Like, it's really, you you respond really, really well to that. Like, you, you're very analyzing, and you will go back and look at it and be like, yeah, you're right, that's what that was. Um, and that, I love that trait about you. It's really powerful. Um, yeah, a story that I often share is after I wrote The Struggle is Real and I was working on my next book and it clearly was not working. I remember I came back to you, you'd, you'd put me up in a hotel for the weekend and I was physically making myself ill trying to write this book in the way that my agent wanted me to write it. And what was your response to me? I said, I don't think you're supposed to write this book. I think you're just flattered that they asked you. Yeah. And that was a, like a punch in the gut, but at the same time I knew. And the other thing you said was, I don't think you should take your focus away from podcasting because you're reaching people all over the world with your podcast. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to walk away from that? And that's how Spark Media was started because I took that to heart. I took it to God. I took it to prayer. And I said, God, if this is true, if this is not what you want for me, what is it that you want for me? And that's how Spark Media was born. So I think that if we can receive constructive criticism from our spouse and we can learn and grow together and we can take it all before the Lord, then I think he makes it something more amazing than I, I never had creating a media company on my radar. That wasn't so I just wanted to write another book. I just wanted to encourage people with my testimony. But God's plans often are greater than than our plans. And going back to that verse where we started in the very beginning is, you know, he he will make a way in the desert. He provides water. He is our provider. And I just want to praise him through that. Amen. 
So you asked earlier about, you know, some of the predictions for the year and we kind of addressed it a little bit in the past, but, and it was the topic about automation, right? And so I think not to kind of wedge this in sideways, it goes to talking about having multiple streams of income if possible, but it also is about taking yourself out of the single threaded mechanism, right? So if it's only you that's doing it and you don't do it, it doesn't get done that's a that could be a problem right so you should look to ways to take yourself out but still accomplish those tasks right even th- there's a new ai thing that just came up and it's a it, uh, it's a lawyer it's actually a, an a electron an ai attorney and it can do a ridiculous amount of things and and we can put the link in the show notes but it can do something like the municipality things whether it's fighting a ticket for you or renewing a license or all the things that are really really time consuming for people you can have automated for you. And then that frees your time up to do things that are more, really more important, more relevant. So thinking about multiple streams, thinking about automating yourself out of it so that as a, as a spouse, as a support person for the rest of the family, you have more valuable time. Your time is valuable. So one thing we can't get more of right. And it's the same amount every day and how we spend it is really important. Freeing that stuff up and giving yourself, giving yourself time back for, the family or the, that side business you're trying to start or just to, to actually just do your day can be really invaluable. <laughs> I love that. That is a great place to end this episode on. So I hope that we have provided you with some encouragement today to help you start off your new year. Come back next week where we will continue the conversation about growth and ways that we can grow together this new year.